1: latest on the alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man, grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington.
0: Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia, among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's
2: anger and dark talk of looming conflict. was
3: allegedly
4: at
2: We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. I'm
5: Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over the
2: the to back the wall, country
1: back. The he also worries that civil war, civil war or, 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 could be the on the virus way back again. There appears a rapidly spreading virus has reached Australia. That's right,
0: It's like not the only one. Stand back and stand by.
6: But I'll tell you why. Somebody's got to do something about anti
7: Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol
0: Hill
1: It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Detected. Reality, thousands of, of miles away, is now on.
0: China urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles record. to contain the virus.
1: We will be
8: standing up Let's Christmas Island as a quarantine. Joe Brand and I agree. Hey, by the way, China
0: are of you in a town town? from entering the country.
7: Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus presents a public Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the
0: American people thank
9: Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that?
0: Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. That
4: dollar that I donate for the presidential fund at the California DMV, give it
0: to Mike Pence.
4: Mike Pence, if you don't get your tail back in that race, America is going to fund your campaign, yours and yours only. We can pay for everybody else shit, we're going to pay for yours. Get your tail back in that race.
10: Hey, what it do? Welcome back to the show. I am, of course, James Madison and, yeah, shocker, right? Uh, I, I, I hate to tell you this, man, but the dude from C-Lab 2020 will not be the president of the United States now or fucking ever. Yeah, uh, Judas Pence here. I hate to break it to you, man. I, 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 I say that as if there's any pen, any pen bros. Are there any pen bros out there? Let me know, Penny bros, where you be at. Where are them salt shakers? I need to see them. But yeah, Mike Pence had ran a very fucking weird ass campaign. So originally, it we covered this because a guy named Michael Pence put in a, you know, filled out paperwork to run for president. I'll leave a link to this page in the description below. But Michael Richard Pence didn't file with the FEC for 2024. However, Mike Richard Pence did. Yeah. Uh. So was it Mike Pence? I don't know. But Dick Pence apparently ran for president. And it got a lukewarm reception. And only about a few days later. Mike Pence announced formally that he was running for president. So Ted. And now he is. Not dropping out. He is suspending. His 2024 campaign. Mind you. Suspending his campaign in debt. In a lot of debt. But let's get into it. Mike Pence suspends his 2024 presidential campaign. John Levine and Matthew Sabaka. Yeah, sorry, Pence, you're banned. You're not welcome to the MAGA club. You're not America First. You have no place in the America First movement. And most of us didn't really like your Johnny Quest bodyguard looking ass to begin with. You were an olive branch from the establishment, too. You you were like an olive branch Trump extended by giving you a job to the establishment, and you fucked it up. And I'm not gonna sit here and say it's just January sixth. No. There was a, lo- a lot of people gave Pence a credit, well, you know, he had Trump's back. Not, not really. Not on most things, actually. He just kind of said, well, we'll sit back and we'll see what the president does. I, I, I think he'll do what he thinks is best. Yeah, sorry. That's about as genuinely uh, uh, a sign of trust as a southern woman saying, well, bless your heart, is a sign of good fucking will if you know what that means, that's Southern Grandma for, I hope you get hit by a car after you stub your toe on a fucking spiked board, bitch. That's what bless you and your little heart actually means. Or, even more aggressive is the, well, God bless you and your family. If you're uh, from outside the U.S. and you get a Southerner to say God bless you and your family, you have pissed them off. And they want you impaled. I shit you not. Anyway, I have an international audience. I have to have fun with it occasionally, right? Let's see what this video is, if it plays. Oh, let's check audio. All
0: right. Last June, I announced my intention to seek the Republican nomination for president of the United States because I believe this country is in a lot of trouble. I was raised to believe that to whom much is given, much will be required. And with everything our country is facing, I just couldn't sit this one out. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land.
10: Neocon. So help me God. Bag. Again. I'm leaving this campaign, but I'm not leaving the fight. He's not, you know, saying I surrender, done. No, he's just suspending. That's pausing. He's just freezing his campaign. Effectively, it means it's over. Effectively, it means he's done. But still, it's a little like, why don't you just concede? No. (laughs) But let's continue on. Former president, or former vice president, my apologies, Michael Pence, or Richard Michael Pence, announced Saturday he is suspending his 2024 presidential campaign. A Republican presidential candidate made the announcement while speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition's Leadership Conference.
2: Quote, I came here to say it's become clear to me this is not my time, Pence said. I want to thank our supporters across the country, our devoted campaign family, and volunteers whose efforts have sustained us in this campaign. He added, Let me thank you for all the opportunities for serving as your vice president.
10: He will not name what administration he served in, by the way, which is adorable. He added,
2: "Let me thank you for the opportunity to serve for serving as your vice president. It was the greatest honor of my life."
10: Yeah, it's also the height of it too. Fucking peaked, dog. Pence's departure from the race likely signals the end of his political career. Yeah, no shit. By the way, fucking these boots are made for walkin'.s ass is done too, but we'll get to that too. But here's the thing. I didn't really say much about him other than dead horse candidate.
11: I knew
10: Ron Paul's campaign was going to be a fucking disaster from before he ran. And those of you who have been listening for a while knew that I had been saying that. Saying that there's nothing to suggest he would be a good candidate for president or a good president or let alone be able to run an effective national campaign. Man, did I get the comments for that one, but a year later folks come on now all oh, not even a year later Pence, a Longtime pro Israel diehard served up plenty of red meat for his departure speech as well as including calling for a nationwide ban on anti-semitic on an anti-semitic boycott uh you didn't like the Bud Light boycott but now you want people to boycott because they don't support israel get in a fucking lane dude that's one of the things that drives me crazy not him specifically he's pro-war whenever he can be but like so many people right like just an example you got ben shapiro and you got jimmy Dore, two people who are like anti-ukraine conflict anti-funding it but when it comes to Israel, Hamas, oh my god, are they so pro-fucking-war. And I, I, and both sides glorify and sugarcoat their sides of it. Ugh. No, fuck both of them. Not my flag, not my fucking war. Bottom line on that one. Oh, let's continue on.
2: You said something mean about Jews I don't like your Palestine Fucking cookies I'm not gonna buy from you I want a federal Ban on this practice No you fucking douche canoe Quote Israel has no choice but to crush Hamas America will stand with Israel today Tomorrow in every hard day of fighting until Hamas is destroyed, destroyed once and for all, he said, You know why Benjamin
10: Yahoo is really mad about this, right? They're Jewish and they're getting blown up by a group called Hamass. It's unfortunate. It's a shout out to a fucking three-year-old, four-year-old joke. Anyway, former vice president was met with sustained applause from the friendly audience before walking off the stage with his wife. Former second lady, Karen uh, Karen Pence, is high school sweetheart who I think she has a soul in the same clutch bag she keeps his balls in. Since announcing his candidacy in June, Pence has struggled to make inroads with the GOP voters despite his stature as the former vice... There is no stature there. He systematically destroyed every bit of goodwill he was given from day one, and ended in a fucking whimper with his tail between his legs, running away. Saying, oh, there's nothing they could have done. There's nothing here. There's no precedent for this. And everyone was saying, Kennedy, Nixon, you stupid twat. What, you, what, what you're what you being called on to do has been done before. It has precedent. It has merit. It's retarded. But I'm not even gonna... I don't... The reason why I don't throw January 6th in with the reasons to shit on Mike Pence twofold one the setup the honeypot the feds erection all that shit that went on that day however you feel about it whatever narrative you want to believe about it however you want to believe it through everything so off a whack i i i I struggle to hold anyone accountable outside of like aoc for lying about what happened that day and politicians directly involved with the planes keeping it I don't necessarily think Mike Pence had anything to do with any sort of like behind-the-scenes planning of J-6. I think he just kind of was there, doing his job, and got caught in the middle of it, and then gave a limp-cocked fucking ruling afterwards, and it said,
2: "Nothing I could have done."
10: Uh. ha, huh? as the cat meme goes. His polling hasn't never risen above a single di- above single digits. And yeah, he was really the Kamala Harris of this of this GOP cycle, and Vivek was really the Tulsi Gabbard on on the election on the election stage. That uh, uh, was it two times or just one? two times. Uh, and on the campaign trail, he had been consistently overshadowed by his old boss, former President Donald Trump, and other field contenders like Florida Governor High Heels. I mean, DeSantis. Or Tiny D, as we will call him. The businessman, Vivek Rameshwamy. Pence has also faced ire from many grassroots Republican voters who have consistently blamed him for not aiding Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Pence has long insisted such activity from him would have been unconstitutional. Courts can figure that out, homie. There was President for uh for what you're being called on to do, but here's the thing miss you a question. Can you explain to me exactly who's being called on to do that day? It's very muddled a lot of people really can't explain or lay it out, and the alternate electors have gag orders on them currently, so they can't really talk uh, just a weird day, right? nothing but but just the the election thing go right the uh the uh, the way Pence chose to vote on January 6th is the only interesting thing about that day. Uh, Yogo Ogogo. The Yogo's candy catchphrase? Weird. Mike, you have the personality of a chemistry teacher from the 50s. We conservatives are looking for a guy like Reagan, who had charm, intellect, dementia, a sense of humor, sporty, excellent judgment. He traded weapons and lied to the American people about it. He also brought in no fault divorce. He also did dare. He also launched the war on drugs. He also married a woman because of her amazing blowjob skills. Nancy Reagan's nickname was literally the blowjob queen of Hollywood. I shit you not. You can fact check me on that right now. True facts uh buddy I'm vaguely right wing let me tell you something right now we don't want a Reagan type we don't we really don't sorry hate to break it to you we don't we want an Eisenhower type the kind of we want like a Patton type big anti big government big anti socialist in any fashion regard whatsoever Reagan, I had a good first three years, and what followed after that was absolute dog shit. But all right, I'll do the courtesy of, of finishing up your comment without interrupting it. "Quote the manly man type who chops his own wood," but. You're a good guy, no doubt, but you were not blessed with a personality. You cannot buy one. You cannot take lessons on how to have one. It's innate. Try teaching as a career. We need more male teachers in the biz. Wow. Wow. Uh, Joe Bryden (laughs) Come on, man. You just brought a a tear to my eye bringing up Reagan. Unfortunately, they don't like him like that anymore. Yeah, for good fucking reason. (laughs) Reagan sucked. Reagan was like a golden cow to end golden cows. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Get the fuck out of here. And DeSantis, 28... I'm not sure about the good guy part. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm not sure about your fucking username either, though. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. There's not much more to really say about this. Come on now. This is Mike Pence. That, this picture right here, sums it all up. But here's the thing he ran a more cohesive fucking campaign than Ron Goddamn DeSantis fucking did. How weird is that? It was sheerly on spite alone Pence didn't do better. But he should have known. he ha- I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. I think there's a lot of people on the right like Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and Ron DeSantis who have some shadowy figures hyping them up behind the scenes. And when I say shadowy, I don't necessarily mean we. Um, I really like the with Swami. There's some stuff with that WEF conversations I need to look further into, but it might go a little bit further than him suing them to get his name off the list. He might actually have been active, but I don't know. I really don't know. I had to look further into that. I've I've heard some conversations recently, and that's the only thing I can really say. I really probably shouldn't have brought it up to begin with. I gotta look more into it. I still really like the guy so far. Um, Come on, now. Did anyone think Mike Pence... If you, Look, no judgment. If you really thought Mike Pence had, had this in the bag, do me a weird favor. I want you to downvote this video. You heard me. I want to know. I want to know. Did you really think Mike Pence is going to win? If you did, downvote this video. You didn't get your way. You got fucking juped. I don't know why. But I'd like to hear the arguments below. Perhaps you can change my mind, as the Mug Club guy says. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, and I will talk to you guys later.
8: Running away It's the living
6: Broad day late, I saw someone get raped. I
2: was raped, bullied, picked on, stripped
0: naked.
6: Robbed. Uh, somebody gets stabbed. You mean, like someone robbed me with a machete today of all my stuff. Man, I'm the, get in the head with crowbars and bats. I
10: saw you get shot in the back of the head. Somebody getting
2: shot. Do they live? No.
10: You
4: will end up getting hurt out here. The
2: other homeless people are like your worst enemy. These
10: people do not play out here. Besides,
2: like, I have weapons. I have I have, I have my protections.
0: Okay. What kind of
6: weapons?
2: From hatchets, nice maze
6: tasers. And what's your drug of choice, brother? Uh heroin. Um
2: crystal meth. Meth and heroin. Crystal uh,
6: meth. Meth? I don't know anybody that doesn't smoke. You yeah. don't know anybody that doesn't
0: smoke meth? No. We saw a woman who was pregnant just now. Yeah, what is she smoking? Vitty. She's
11: smoking fentanyl? And she's eight months pregnant?
10: So, are you seeing more people
6: showing up in psychotic states naked now than say yes. two, three years ago? Yes,
3: I think so. Uh,
6: I don't know what they're putting in this stuff. I don't know if it was aliens. I'm not trying to sound crazy. So no, 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 it's like it must be um, causing all these like psychological breakdowns. And I think that they had put like a transmitter or something because uh-huh. I was able to hear and communicate,
10: and it looked like I was talking to myself. My job was to intake homeless individuals on the street. To be a
1: lot of people are
6: out here because they want to be out here. Everyone, I mean, everyone's usually has a serious drug problem, they kind of just kind of quit society. This right now is it's literally by choice. Did you get a sense of how to care whether like, they're on drugs? No, definitely, and I'm not trying to be
8: like crazy with it, but definitely not.
2: I mean, if we're gonna be realistic, they pay you to be homeless here. They make it so easy and normalize it.
8: Drug dealers are just being let go over
6: and over and over. It's like the cops are. It's like they're your neighbor, you know?
2: They enable them because they allow the open-air drug market.
6: Open street, gaming like that? With the cops just across the street, like, watching them?
11: I think they've given up on the people that are out there on the street.
6: I've never seen anything like it. I've been in the game for fucking 30 years, dude. Never seen anything like it.
9: We all love magic. Behind every great trick is a great magician. P.T. Selbit, sawed a woman in half. The human pincushion shoved swords through his body. And you know David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. And then came Gavin Newsom, the Houdini of California. Because in just hours, Newsom made San Francisco's vagrants disappear.
4: City leaders are making sure the city shines. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown. And the Webster Street Pedestrian Bridge in Japantown was recently repainted.
9: So when San Franciscans woke up this morning, the city was transformed like that poof instead of crack pots there were now flower pots instead of open air drug markets there were walls
1: why do we need barricades when international leaders visit San Francisco is it not safe enough in our city as you can see they got it blocked
9: off i'm not a big fan of these barricades it's sad our country's not safe enough so gavin erected a wall to keep she safe and wait a second I THOUGHT WALLS DIDN'T WORK.
8: 2,000-MILE uh, WALL IS A MONUMENT TO STUPIDITY, NOT JUST VANITY, TO STUPIDITY.
9: BUT GAVIN'S TRIP TO CHINA CHANGED HIM. SEEING THAT GREAT WALL PUT A SMILE ON HIS FACE. NOW THAT SHE'S COMING TO SAN FRANCISCO, HE WANTS TO PUT A SMILE ON HIS. I KNOW FOLKS SAY, OH, THEY'RE JUST CLEANING UP THIS PLACE BECAUSE ALL THOSE
8: FANCY LEADERS ARE COMING INTO TOWN. Um, THAT'S TRUE, BECAUSE
9: IT'S TRUE. BUT JUST LIKE ALL MAGIC TRICKS, NEWSOM'S CREATING AN ILLUSION. GAVIN DIDN'T REALLY CLEAN UP SAN FRANCISCO. HE JUST HID THE MESS. SURE, THERE'S SOME flower pots, BUT WHAT'S IN THEM? WELL, HERE'S ONE GUY TAKING A NAP. NEWSOM'S CREATING THE ILLUSION THAT HIS HOUSE IS IN ORDER, BUT JUST BECAUSE ONE ROOM LOOKS CLEAN DOESN'T MEAN THE WHOLE HOUSE IS. IN L.A., A HOMELESS BOMB EXPLODED. ONE OF THE BUSIEST HIGHWAYS IN CALIFORNIA, THE I-10, BURST INTO FLAMES THIS WEEKEND after a kerosene tank blew up in a homeless tent city that had been left to fester in the freeway underpass for decades. 80,000 square feet burnt to a crisp. Traffic backed up for hours. This is a road that carries over 300,000 drivers a day. It's the main artery in Southern California, not only for commuters, but for commercial trucks. And it's shut down indefinitely. How are people getting anywhere for Thanksgiving? How are businesses getting deliveries? Nobody knows. It's a good thing Mayor Pete's monitoring the situation from Ukraine. Meanwhile, Newsom's trying to blame it on arson. a preliminary determination, uh, there was
8: malice intent that this fire occurred uh, within the fence line of the facility you see behind me, that it was arson. And that it was done and set intentionally. That determination
9: of who is responsible is an investigation that is ongoing. We didn't hear Gavin say the word homeless. Maybe we missed it. Must be embarrassing for him. You know, you hide the homeless in LA and then they blow up your freeway. I guess she's not going to catch that Lakers game after all. But we all know the way to fix things in California is to have Chi visit. So, If we could detour China's president from San Francisco to LA, Gavin will have that freeway fixed in 24 hours.
10: Hey, welcome back inside Four Walls. I'm, of course, your host, James Madison. And time being, we're going to have some older episodes and some newer episodes. Not like older record episodes, like new recordings on some week and a half old to a couple day old stories that are still unfolding just kind of like foot our foot in the door on those coverages essentially uh between work and other little slice of life updates i've slipped in when i do these uploads i'm gonna do my best to get as many uploads done as possible i mean for just two a day maybe two every other day and launch from there start aim low Shoot high, essentially. So that being said, I wanted to start off with these new batch of episodes. You know, it's the Thanksgiving season here in in America. I know to you Yanks, or uh, to the rest of us Yanks, this is a big deal. To you Aussies and to you Brits, not so much, but hey, it is what it is. We eat a nice turkey, perhaps. And you guys abroad can have a nice turkey sandwich with us on this day of November 25th. And why am I talking about Thanksgiving? Because this is a weirdly festive story to any of you in the states like me. Folks, holiday season. You're a kid, right? Just take yourself back to when you were a child. And your mom is just riding your ass, making you clean the house, right? It's the last 24 to 48 hours before Thanksgiving. And you, being the child in the house, have all the chores in the world. You suddenly have to make that house sparkle for the guests coming over. And who are the guests? Family members that come over at various points of the year know exactly how fucked that house is at any given moment anyway. And really wouldn't care ultimately. But for some reason, hey, that year... For, for some reason, that day, that holiday specifically, your mom cared very deeply. Your folks cared very deeply. Your father very passionately cared about making you do his side of the chores as well. Folks, this is kind of like that, right? You know, you you have your cousins from out of town, the, the Asian in-laws coming over. And you just do everything you can to clean it up as fast as possible. But folks, something to keep in mind is this shows that they can handle this problem one way or another. We'll get into the one way or another as we get into the article. But isn't it kind of interesting to think about? I just, I, I came across this, I saw this story and I was like, hmm, reminds me of my childhood. Cleaning up the house for the siblings to come over as if they didn't grow up in that same fucking house. Folks, that's Parents in America around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Not really any other holidays where they really care that deeply about making that house look like you're about to sell it and the realtor's coming in and giving it, it an appraisal. Let's get into it. Gavin Newsom admits San Francisco cleanup was only because fancy leaders are coming to town. Fancy leaders being thing Now, I've talked about this for months. Now, it's a common talking point. Gavin Newsom's running a shadow campaign Uh, about a year-ish ago. I I was pointing that out because he was touring. He He was talking about going to East Palestine. He was talking about going to the border. He was going on Hannity multiple times. He was talking about the Laptop. Newsom was doing all these things, these little, little traveling stunts and touring, right? Supposedly touring for Biden, but then just talking about himself and how great California is as if we here in the States don't fucking know better. If you think California is great, yeah, likely live there or have no real worldly idea what's going on politically or, or what's going on in the streets of LA or most of California to begin with. And, uh, this is the best part He's going to other countries. Most recently, he went to China and met with President Puber or Xi Jinping. And just a correction here, I'm an epoch time enjoyer, so i like to point this out. Uh, the word they have there that we think translates to president or uh, we think translates to chairman, it actually, in that language, translates to, like, president and there's like some conversation of like a shift in what the name of G's position is. Watch, it's like king or some stupid shit. But anyway, this is the fucking commie who's from the country where the fucking uh, spy, virus of unspecified origin, as the critical critical drinker would call it, leaked out. We had videos in twenty late twenty nineteen. Uh, People collapsing and dying in, in the streets of China. People putting their dogs and cats in bags. People being welded inside their homes, executed in the streets. Concentration camps. All these horrific stories throughout the years about China. Literal organ trafficking in and out of China. Child porn and OnlyFans force modeling and all that shit in China as well. All kinds of crazy stories we've seen. California... L.A., San Francisco, New York City, Boston—these are like prime cities. Like this is a- a exemplar American cities. Why do I say that? Because this is what she wants America to look like through apps owned, such as TikTok, and major uh, like secondary companies that operate as kind of like a, a puppet corporation operate on behalf or the interests of the Chinese government, buying up massive shares and stakes in American companies and having them take action or push things that would ultimately detriment America. And they do this not just in America but in all Western nations. Look, Canada's ahead of us in the decay, in like the decaying like collapse factor as uh, all things considered. But they have a smaller population, so the effects of it are a little bit more slowly dispersed than that was even worded properly. But then, like, you look at, like, the UK. The UK is catching up to America. Canada, I would probably say Canada, New Zealand, America, UK, in the order of, like, most captured first world countries. Through apps like TikTok, through the algorithms, through the degenerate lifestyle that is promoted on apps like TikTok and other social media companies that have major Chinese influence and not just Chinese influence, American three letter agency influence. By the way, with Biden being as captured by the Chinese as he fucking is through special business interests with Hunter Biden and his other kids. Yeah, I would safely say a three letter operation that's operating on behalf of an already established Biden administration and weaponized on behalf of Joe Biden is probably operating to some extent on behalf of the Chinese administration as well. Oops, I meant Chinese government, that's administration. Oopsie doopsies. They want um, all of America to look like San Francisco and Skid Row. Why? Because you don't need to go to war with a country that's already collapsed inward. You just harvest it for resources. That is the goal of China. They don't want to go to war. They just want to subvert, collapse, and then pick through the remnants. From the ashes of old, build anew, you could say. Let's get into this article, right? That's true, because it's true, Newsom said in the most wild fucking clip ever. By Jared Yeager.
0: Yeager.
10: Sorry. Uh, Months ago, somebody had me... Try to get me into uh, Attack on Titan. I'm just not. just not into it. Let's get into it. Uh, article is from November 13th, 2023. California Governor Gavin Newsom admitted on Thursday that the massive effort to clean up the streets of San Francisco in the lead up to Asian Pacific Economic co- uh, <clears throat> Cooperation Summit was undertaken simply because a world leader were coming to town. Oh, because world leaders were coming to town. The Golden State has been criticized by residents and visitors alike for years now over its rampant homelessness, open-air drug use, and general disarray problems that Newsom vowed to address for the good of the people. Such a a wild clip here. But, you know, the the comparison with Gavin Newsom and American Psycho is well-established. American Psycho is slick as hell, as the great and wise Alex Jones said. Patron saint of conspiracy. Right here, uh, Gavin Newsom. Oh, give me one second here. Sorry about that. Gavin Newsom on San Francisco getting cleaned up ahead of Xi Jinping's visit. Quote, I know folks say, oh, you're just cleaning up this place because of all these fancy leaders are coming to town. Well, that's true because it's true. Ah, uh, my goodness. I know
2: folks say, oh,
8: they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true. Because it's true.
11: Because it's team points. But it's also true
8: for months and months and months prior to APEC. We've been having different conversations.
10: That is so goddamn wild that he's... Well, yeah. He doesn't even lead with like the APEC negotiations to be like, well, we want to make a good uh, presence for business partners to try and uh, keep them interested in development because if the city looks rough, they may not want to... No, no, uh, yeah, people are coming, well, we, we, fuck you. Yeah, people are coming to town. People who are more important than you. You fucking slums, you fucking dirtbags, you fucking dirty, unwashed mass of peasants in my fucking sanctuary city, my sanctuary state. You fucking, <laughs> the lot of you, into your fucking camps. Remember, California during the pandemic floated the idea of building a concentration camp for the homeless people, for the homeless population. A COVID, uh, whatever, uh, uh, rehabilitation center where they're just gonna push the homeless population in there until they were deemed fit to be released no phones all that shit they're never like oh we might have to take the phones you know while places like australia were i know i bring up all the time but you know china is a prime example but you don't have a lot of like countries that are like free first world countries that are like yeah no we we stand for individual rights. Australia is one of those, so when when things like what happened in House Spring with their concentration camps happened, it's worth reminding the general population. Less us in American America go into that kind of route, unless the people in these countries where these camps are forget that they happened, and lose that fire to not ever let it happen again. Again, when you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it, and when you don't pay attention to the world around you, issues from around the world seep into your country. Sort of a some a wider version of the if you do not pay attention to politics, you are doomed to be ruled by your by your lessers and i I didn't exactly quote Marcus Aurelius properly, but you get the idea <coughs> Pardon me every time i try to come, I try to come back to record, I get like sick, work a bunch of times uh last couple days, I was just hacking up a lung. See, I didn't want to be on here blowing your kids with eardrums out. Now, let's get back into it. Quote, I know folks say, well, you're, you we heard him say that. Newsom said during a press conference, adding that, quote, that's true because it's true. Despite this, he claimed that the Clean California Initiative had been a priority for months before the summit, but only really pushed in the 48 hours or so leading up to it. Quote, APEC is a... F- <laughs> Is a forcing function. Is a forcing function. And that always a po- and that's always a positive thing. Newsom explained, quote, anytime there's a large event, it just focuses the mind. Just keeps everybody on the same agenda. The agenda. Yeah, agenda thirty thirty, right? Or agenda twenty thirty. Quote The goal here is that this is not just a situational commitment. This is a long-term strategy. It began in July of 2021,
2: and... This is insane.
10: Dog. If it really began in July, and it was so effective, why did we only see the effects, like, literally, like, street sweeper-style, 48 hours before this happened? It's kind of wild, homie. I don't really... Fuck lighting. This motherfucker's a whole goddamn gas station, man. He's the entire Costco fucking pump. Damn. But again, this is the same guy that when he was cutting off people's water in California during droughts, year-long droughts, he was watering his vineyard. You know, while they're watering his lawn. Shutting down cities, shutting down places during the pandemic while getting his hair done. Going out raining boats, keeping ch- keeping churches shut, while strip clubs and pot shops remained open, saying things like, "Oh, well, you know these MAGA rallies are super spreader events," but at the same time saying shit like, "Well, you know these COVID pro- or the these, these um uh, or saying you know like these anti-lockdown protesters are super spreader events as well," but if you go out there and you march for George Floyd and Black Lives Matters and the tranny's right to jiggle. Up, flagellant, you know, bobber in front of a child, then they are actually reducing the spread of COVID. Like, the nightmare scape that California is. Like, California is the most gone of any state in the country. And it's such a shame, too. Such a shame. Because at some point, I think almost every American thinks about the idea of possibly, like, living in California. Forgive my, like, white girl-ness right here, folks, but I, like, I, I uh, I, I don't know. I got some photos uh from, you know, older family members from when they went out to like the east and the west coast in like the sixties and seventies, like these Polaroids I'd be looking through. I just think to myself, man, I'd love to live in California in like the sixties. Like late fifties and in like the seventies when like the hippie movement was like in its infancy. It hadn't really kicked off yet. Just starting to spread, you know. MK I keep you on your toes. Kidding. But everybody, either most Americans, I think at some point, fantasize you live in in New York, like New York, New York, or somewhere out like San Francisco, like California, or somewhere out like uh, California, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, you know, X, Y, and Z. But these are now all the most failed states in America. Why are the the places that America look to idolize the most? You know, California Dream and uh, Frank Sinatra is New York, New York. You, know, you have all these these iconic pieces of art film pieces of historical culture like well new york has always been crowded all the way back to like Tammany Hall but it's that's a different story but the reason why these big cities are 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 so fucked it's not just because of blue policy it's not just that if these were owned by red red ish states as well, or even just under govern- governmental rule of a of a Republican administration of some variety, it would likely still be bad to some extent. Maybe not as bad, but still bad, because there are enemies outside this country, such as China, BlackRock, you know, I'm not super feared, porn. people have been listening for a long time, you know I'm not fear porn on Russia, but there are some concerns I have about even a past enemy of this country buying up land in America. that should not be a thing and I'm happy there's finally politicians talking about it on the world stage, especially running for president. However, massive sloths of these iconic cities in these important states are bought up by our enemies, captured, corrupted and hollowed out. It demoralizes the masses of our country. When we think back, like, man, I remember when I wanted to go there. And then you think, wow, just crime ever. Or when you do go there, it's just crime ever. Like, same thing, you go to a lot of places in London, you know, a lot of Americans here. They'll save up money. They'll, they'll save up for, like, like a decade of their money. To go on some big, expensive trip to London. And then just see junkies everywhere. They left, like, San Francisco. Homeless people, junkie shit on the streets. Uh ethnically questionable migrants from questionable backgrounds who you know have never been vetted they just came over the the border with their drugs and shit, going to London just about ah their hotel and see the exact same thing, except for it's raining. You know? And that's in a lot of Europe. France, like you to Paris itself, I see videos all the time of it. And these videos are on TikTok, an app owned by China. All this comes down to our enemies have an interest in buying up our land, buying up our country, and then subverting our country from the inside. And they target the ones that have the most nostalgia, the most Americana to them. Like, World War II, that Navy sailor and that nurse kissing between, like, right there in Manhattan. You see, like, the ocean back there. You see the buildings on both sides as, that, as, as like, this Navy officer pulls this, this nurse in for a kiss. It's one of the most iconic pictures in American history. That same street is burned out today. Fucked. And unfortunately, that's the story. Look at Detroit. Detroit has a bit of a different uh, collapse behind it, but same same thought process. Let's wrap this
6: article up. <sighs>
10: Moment- uh, right here, it began in July of 2021, and momentally, and directly, and directionally, We want to continue to see these kinds of projects up and down the state. Over 30,000 encampments were cleared as part of the initiative. However, not everyone was thrilled. As the Daily Mail reported, the city offered to take homeless people to shelters in the area, but many refused. We've got nowhere to go, and they're trying to push us to areas we don't want to go. One man told the outlet, adding, quote, We've got nowhere to go, and they've been trying to push us into areas we don't want to go. Okay, is it Groundhog's Day? I feel like I said the same thing twice just now. The Apex Summit is taking place in San Francisco between November 11th and 17th, during that time. The city will play host to a number of world leaders, including Prime, uh, including Chinese President Xi Jinping, as well as 20,000 other visitors. Folks. Yikes, right? I'm going to leave a link to this Reason TV uh, video from six years ago. That's hard to believe. Yeah, this guy... He was building very reasonable homes, like, areas that were, it, it, homes that were specifically the size of these uh, squared-off areas for, like, like city-approved homeless encampments to be built. So he built these tiny little houses for just about $1,200 each, and they had all the amenities of an actual home, just very pint size. and they fit right into the outlined area that was approved for these panhandlers and whatnot to live in. City shut him down. No, no, no. Gavin Newsom only... when as soon as these world leaders are gone, you're going to see these cities return back to this homeless encampment state. Ironically, people in these areas complain about, you yeah, know, guys, does an open-air prison. Well, they actively live in an open-air prison. Wild how this seems to work. But, but... Gavin Newsom will let him come back, and then he's going to run on being like, look, I, I, I can stop him. Re-elect me as governor. All alluding... If, all, all, all assuming he doesn't... You know, run for president suddenly, like it seems like he's probably going to announce relatively soon. I mean, his window for opportunity is closing in just a handful of months. But that being said, you should watch this short video. You should look into him. There's tons of these videos about this guy specifically. That being said, I've been James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, and I will talk to you later.
6: Deuce. Look at all the different angles that China has on us with our power grid, the fentanyl crisis. The supply chain, COVID, they're buying our farmland. Look at all these weird things that keep happening all over the country, all these food plants that are blowing up, chemical spills, water sanitation issues, you know, even our power grid. You wanna talk about the power grid? I mean, just interviewed the hacker. I know what these guys are capable of because I've seen this shit working for the agency. You know, the spy balloon that came over. I made a big stink about that. All the people who don't know shit about espionage and, and cyber warfare and all this stuff, and I don't even know much about it. I just know some of the capabilities that are out there. When that spy balloon flew over, what was it? Everybody's like, "Oh, who gives a shit?" You could get this information on Google Earth. That's just a f- that's a face. Yeah. Can you explain why that's why that's a face palm? Because they are no they're not looking at Google Earth. They don't need imagery, they need fucking data. And so when the things like that go over, what it's doing is it's sucking data. It could be sucking data out of your phone, could be Mm -hmm. sucking data out of the computer, could be sucking data out of our nuclear silos, could be sucking data out of Area 51, could be sucking data out of the White House, anything that it flies over. How do those things work? 90% of the time, it's line of sight. You have to have at least a line of sight
8: folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations.
7: And I'll tell you, I don't know that I've seen anything that has freaked Wall Street out as much as Texas doing that. I call another state to do the same thing. Use our capital to fight back. Change the cost benefit analysis so that we get corporations out of this fight. Let's take media. You know what I urge people to do in this book? Conservatives and libertarians with resources buy media outlets. Buy a newspaper, yes. buy a network, buy a radio station, buy a movie uh, a, a, a movie production studio, buy a book publisher. YouTubers. I, yeah. Look, I, I, and let's be clear. All right. Podcasters, YouTubers, independent creators. Yeah. Well, and we're doing that. Your podcast, my podcast, that's attacking you from the side. The book talks about that. But I also think we need to seize, we don't need all of them. Yeah. But we need to take a major beachhead back. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post for $300 million. Now, he did not do so because he was bullish on the long-term profitability of print media. He knows it's a dying medium. He did so to own the commanding heights of the public debate. There are lots of -of right-of-center business people that have $300 million or could raise it. And yet, they'd rather invest it in a widget factory that gets a penny more profit. And we abandon the battlefield of ideas. We need to fight back in my chapter on big tech, Elon Musk's buying Twitter was the single most important victory for free speech in decades. We need more people doing that. Yes.
10: Hey, welcome back inside four walls. Uh Elon Musk. My criticisms of him are quite vast, largely revolving around his connection to the Chinese government, uh the forced labor of his coal mines. His banning of Alex Jones, a refusal to re, you know, re uh, reinstate Alex Jones's Twitter uh, Twitter account, yet his argumentations and things he claims to be against are the same thing that Alex Jones is against. You know, it's. There's a lot of things with Elon Musk. Uh, The whole, we will have everybody brain chipped by 2030 and you have no choice type stuff. Yeah, not a fan of that. Never will be a fan of it. I don't have Elon Derangement Syndrome, but there is things to not trust and be very wary of about him. But at the same time, there is also things that are generally good about him. I think he's just a hyper uh, autistic gentleman. And he does shit that I kind of like and some things that I really don't like. But at the same time, he does condemn China. He does. Uh, he is opening up, like, silicon chip plants here in the U.S. He is bringing U.S. jobs here. He uh, is revolutionizing a lot of companies and a lot of industries. He's also going in and out of space. He invented the first really reusable rocket. He, you know, there's a, it's such a mixed bag. I don't think he's a bad actor, though. Perhaps some of the audience out there can show me some stuff that might change my mind on that. But this is one of those things that he's doing where it gives me hope. I, I think there's Elon Musk is still growing. I think he just woke up one day and saw how bad things were. I don't think there's much of a. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a bad guy, but he still should be questioned about a lot of stuff. However. What he's doing with Twitter for the most part, very on board with it. And this is amazing. Quote, we will do whatever it takes to support your right to free speech. X, to cover legal fees for Illinois students facing discipline over post. Uh, Juan David. Champalago. A student at the University of Illinois is facing disciplinary actions over post made to the platform. Right here, from Elon Musk, we will do whatever it takes to support your, free, your right to free speech. Unless you're X Jones. News, ex lawyers have come to the defense of an Illinois student being threatened with disciplinary action by his university over posts he made on the platform. This is the first known example so far of X paying legal fees to support users' free speech, as promised in August. Here we go. This is the battles in the court. And these legal battles set precedent. And precedent wins battles, wins legal challenges, and changes the outcomes. So let's get into it. By Katie Davis Court. Ah, busy woman. Elon Musk's ex. Fuck off. I'm not reading that sentence. Did you know what ex used to be? If you didn't, you have been under a rock. Anyway, known as Twitter, God damn it, announced on Thursday that its lawyers will be legally supporting an Illinois college student facing disciplinary action over post the student made on its social media platform. On, on its social media? Oh, okay, you're referring to X. Got it. Musk, who is a billionaire, free speech absolutist, in air quotes, promised in August that X would cover legal costs for users on the platform who have been unfairly treated employers, uh, by employers over the post they have made on X. Making good on his promise, Musk confirmed the legal backing of the students and wrote X, quote, we will do whatever it takes to support your right to free speech. Uh, and... The account X News Daily announced that the defense of the Illinois, Illinois college student marks the, quote, first known example so far of X paying legal fees to support users' free speech. Juan David, uh, Champalago, a student at the University of Illinois, was accused in early November of breaking the school's code of conduct when he issued a post on X that misrepresented a closed conference event portraying it as an open gathering with free food according to documents obtained by the Financial Times. As a result of the post, the letter said Lago is at risk of disciplinary action that includes being kicked out of campus housing, the outlet reports. Okay. I hope they clear some stuff up so wait was he using the college's twitter account to post this this is a very strong response nonetheless but if he just posts on his own account then he shouldn't really be facing any kind of repercussions he can post and say whatever the fuck he wants now getting a disciplinary action from the school that doesn't involve you being like de-housed and expelled and all that crazy shit sure you get it written up or you know you you get like a you know like an uncomfortable meeting with like an hr type person where like so why did you post that do you think maybe your post could have harmed somebody you know but that's probably the worst you should have gotten if anything but if this is on your own account then it doesn't fucking matter fuck them i starting to sound like he may have kind of fucked over an event that he was part of planning. Anyway, November uh, of Breaking School's Code of Conduct, which issued a post on X that misrepresented a closed conference event, portraying it as an open gathering of free food, according to documents obtained by the Financial Times. As a result of the post, the letter said that Champa is at risk of disciplinary action that includes being kicked out of campus housing, the outlet reports. Lawyer Shafir Jeffrey Representing Champalago said that they are hoping they are helping the students with the support of X Corp. On November 14th, the lawyer argued in the the letter that the University of Illinois would be subject to freedom of speech violations if they did not reverse the preliminary finding against the student. Quote, should the university uphold and punish Mr. Champalago? For his September 30th, 2023 post, Mr. Uh, Champalargo would have claim against the university for violations of First Amendment rights. The letter states, according to the Financial Times, Musk promised to foot the legal costs for his users as a means to aid in the fight against cancel culture. Quote, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or linking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill, Musk announced in August. He emphasized that there will be no limit. Yeah, we did cover this when the story came out too. If you are unfairly treated by your employer, due to we already read that. No limit, please let us know. Musk went on to say that lawsuits will be extremely loud and will be addressed uh, will address companies BODs as well. Board of directors. That is and we won't just sue. It will be extremely loud. And we will go after the board of directors of the companies, too. Elon Musk says, If you were unfairly, you already read that. In April 2022, SpaceX and Tesla CEO purchased Twitter for a hefty $44 billion. Musk said he made the purchase to ensure that, quote, free speech continues to thrive in America and called the First Amendment the bedrock of a functioning democracy. He's not wrong on that part, though, that we are technically a republic. That being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. Yeah, this is huge. I mean, I'm waiting for more more information about the story to come out. You know, a little bit of clarified info, but that being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I will yap at y'all later.
2: The whole place was cheering. He walks out to Kid Rock's "American Badass" <laughs> with Kid Rock oh, and Tucker Carlson walking in like the right wing Avengers, <laughs> and the place went nuts. He's on the screen, oh, and I'm God. telling you, the 99% other than Bill Burr's wife, 99% well, of Bill the people, Burr's wife, yeah, yeah there was, was that. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Bud Light moment right there.
10: Why is everyone upset at Bill Burr? That's
9: I don't understand. It was his wife, uh, because I think they're upset with Bill Burr because
8: they're very racist people, and they can't handle that a black woman um,
1: flipped off Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious. That's the obvious
9: answer. Right? It was a good picture, though, the way she did it. When it comes to politics, you can't use the word class <laughs> with any politician, right? Yeah.
11: Thank you. Men that
3: tend to put their wives on pedestals often have disrespectful wives. Not always. I'd like to say we always know. Not always. The other part that he admitted was that his wife censors
10: his jokes. So it goes back to what I was saying where his wife is telling him what to say. These are kind of warning signs of a disrespectful or dysfunctional relationship.
11: Big boy stuff, but don't come back and start crying bill burr here on the rich you know, guys, which i love it's like those those man, trump I'm, guys they're always going like ah, oh, you snowflakes f your feelings and all of that and then yeah. you make fun of trump they're like oh my god it's so disrespectful I it's saw, like you're saying f joe biden it's like you can't have it both ways so that's my thing as a pats fan okay yes. it's just like if you're doing it too quit your crying quit your crying i mean that you know how's your uh how's your wife's uh, hands doing these days Oh, they're fantastic. I love my wife. You know where you stand with her. Okay? The guy walked in the arena. Everybody cheered. She gave him the finger. Nobody got arrested. That's why this country's great. Everybody expressed themselves. Can we all be adults? I mean, I don't know about you, but I came there to go to the fights. I didn't know I was going to the Republican National Convention. My My favorite thing was when Trump was going, thank you. Thank you. You know what it reminded me of? When O.J. got acquitted. Remember that? When he's going, thank you. Like, I can't believe I'm getting off of this. Thank you. Thank you. He's another guy. Donald Trump. He's getting the Michigan treatment. Do you know how many people you could accuse of that, falsifying your assets for what they're really worth? Right. Like, how come they're not going after the banks? I can just walk into a bank and be like, my house is worth $5 trillion. Can I have a $30 million (laughs) loan? Okay. My only pushback on that story is you said your wife gave him the finger. It was more than one, I think I saw, right? It was dual. It was. It was <laughs> dual. We'll have to Double go. Power. We'll have to go to New York for the tape and take ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> After further. Review. No,
10: I, I, I. She's hilarious. I've. I've met. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls, and this is the last episode about the UFC and Donald Trump. As far as I, I can really see me recording, unless like shockingly updates him. But everyone in this auditorium, everybody I asked, a lot of applause. a Lot of applause. Uh. There's one person throwing a hissy fit, and it was an ugly wilder bitch, and that would be Nina, Bill Burr's wife. Now, her name is Nina Renee Hill. You'll know she didn't take Burr's last name. Big red flag, bud. Look, if I'm marrying someone and they don't take my last name, I'm not marrying them. Like, that is part of the package. But Donald Trump flipped off by Bill Burr's wife, Nina Renee Hill, at UFC match. Here's the thing. I used to. So back in the day, right, we're talking about like 2016 through like 2020. I love the Bill Burr podcast. The Bill Burr Monday morning afternoon podcast was great. I've listened to that, I listened to the Hodge twins open letters. Uh, you know, there's a few podcasts I was really into like that back then, right? The H3H3 podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, Painkiller Already was pretty dope. You had Baited. I was in all these podcasts, but the Bill Burr podcast was one I listened to a lot because there was a lot to listen to. Old past episodes you could listen to. And then there was new episodes. Plus, then he started doing ones on like Tuesday and Wednesday, X, Y, and Z. And ooh gradually over the course of time, the breaking point for me was in 2020 and 2021. Definitely 2020 though. Uh Nina started bleeding into the show more and more. And now this isn't uncommon here with this topic, but she would come into the into like the episodes, right? Like you can find episodes about this. Just Bill Burr Money Morning Podcast with Nina go back, like, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, anytime in that time period. And last, like, 2020... 2018 to 2020, you go back in that time period and listen to six different episodes. Two, you know, like, one from each year, right? And you'll hear... Nina taking over the show, essentially. What will happen is... Bill Burr will be like, Whoa! Hey, yo, Nina,
2: come in here! Leave, leave this fucking letter!
10: Yeah, I don't do a good Bill Burr. You know, but... They would read it and then he'd be making jokes about it. And she'd be like, No, that's not funny. That's fucked up. Uh uh-uh, uh. That's some dorky little sad fucking Trump supporting white boy. She'd be making jokes like that. Jokes. And Bill Burr would be like, Oh, come on, man. It's not, it's not like that. It's just, uh, it's just a funny letter. People just being funny. And she's like, You let people call you names like that? It's fucking pathetic. And a joke with the Bill, Bill Burr podcast is people busting his balls. it would be like, hey, how's it going, Billy Baldass, Billy bitch tits, hey, ginger balls, Billy, Billy bitch boy, like, all these, like, fucking whatever. In the, in the letters when they greeted, like, Bill Burr with these, with these letters and shit. Then Nina would come in and bitch about it, and over the course of time, Bill Burr just like, hey, how you doing, Billy bitch tits? Me and my wife have been fighting over the last couple, like, just so defeated. Right, and I, I just I couldn't do it anymore. Then you get to like the pandemic, and he's like, I can't send these unvaccinated people, and they're telling me that I, that, that I don't know anything about 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 fucking about about vaccines and shit. Like they're not a fucking doctor. It's like, all right, that's a weird argument to use. You don't want to hear what they have to say because they're not a doctor, but you're also telling us that we should go get vaccinated. You're also saying you're going to do a vaccine mandate at your shows, X, Y, and Z. So you're to require that well, you're not a doctor, you piece of shit. Right? So, you know, it's same thing, he'd go on a show and he'd bitch all the time. This is a freaking thing. Look, I don't want to deal with it. People are outside walking around, not wearing a mask outside. What's wrong with them? You know, don't they see the fucking news? <laughs> the fucking news telling people that they need to wear a fucking mask outside and they're too fucking stupid to do it. They don't care about their health or anyone else's health as he smokes a fucking cigar. You know what I mean? Like, I fucking I couldn't stand Bill Burr anymore, all of his shows suck, Effort Family is a fucking joke, and it's like, hey, welcome to the Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast on Tuesday afternoon, just before Thursday afternoon, on the Wednesday evening, just before Friday weekend, but more, more so on the Friday afternoon Monday Morning Podcast with me, Bill Burr, Uh, ugh, ugh, and then in interviews, he would go on other people's shows, like, you know, this is by Taylor Knight, by the way, he would go on other people's show and and he would talk about how she controls his jokes, how she how he runs his jokes by her, and she approves them or disapproves of them, X, Y, and Z is just the saddest shit, it really is. Mockingbirds, Bill Burr's wife, actress Nina, R- she's not an actress, she's been in fuck all. Ron Jeremy's more of a fucking actor than this bitch is an actress. Anyway. Was caught flipping off former President Donald Trump with both her middle fingers at the Ultimate Fighting Championship match Saturday at Madison Square Garden. An avid UFC fan, Trump entered. He's also like one of the reasons why the UFC was even able to be founded. He gave a lot like the initial funding for it. Uh, Trump entered the arena to a loud ovation before the featherweight fight began. Diego Lopez and Pat Sabatini. He was accompanied by Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, Dana White, and son Don Jr. Arena cameras panned to him. And in the background, Hill, 57, can be seen raising her middle fingers at his back as she sits in her seat. Trump, 77 years old, seemed utterly clueless about the gesture as she continued to scan the room. As he continued to scan the room, Burr's head, meanwhile, was turned the opposite direction. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's again, I, I listen to a lot of these podcasts. You know, like I, I, I like the fighter and the kid. I'm not really that into, that into Brian Callan personally. Like he's all right on the Crowder show, but whatever. You know. So there's a lot of drama gets talked about on, on these shows. I'm a big fan of the channel. Too lazy to try. All all, all these channels. So the conversation of Bill Burr and Nina getting a divorce has been floating around for about two years now. And if he does, she becomes useless. Like, she will be forgotten. She'll be a fucking nobody. And that's supposedly something that's been going on in the background, but I don't know for certain. Post reached out to a rep for Burr55 for comment, The clip of Hill giving Trump a double bird circulated on social media, especially on the bird app X, where it sparked backlash for the old dad's actress. That's funny. What's old dad's? Anyway, the bird app. I do like that on the bird app. That's better than saying shit like on X, formerly Twitter, as if we don't all already fucking know. God, her teeth are fucking disturbing.
2: I'm Billy bitch tits, look at my fucking veins, I'm full of soy. that's why I'm so pasty and white. Whoa.
10: The old dad's actress, huh? Never heard of it. So trashy, surprise, surprise, tweeted one person, quote, This is what free speech is all about. I fought for it. Does not mean I have to agree with it. Do your thing, young lady. Chirped another. Chirped. She is speaking on behalf of a majority, of the majority of Americans, insisted a third. Nina Renee Hill just made a lot of fans tonight. Did she? Most people have no idea who the fuck she even is. And if they are, they look into her. There's not much to look at. <laughs> I mean, sure, perhaps. But she's mostly just gotten derided and made fun of by people like me. And I'm only really doing this because I used to be a fan of Bill Burr. And this is just sort of an, uh, a chance to like lightly make fun of somebody that I would have no opportunity to make fun of in any other fucking context. But this is one of those times where it bleeds into my little fucking sphere. So, you know, there you go. Donald Trump walked into the arena that holds 20,000 people and 19,999 people were so happy. Then there was Bill Burr's wife. Post-millennial editors Libby Emmons posted. Yep, right here. So apparently it's Bill Burr's wife flipping off Donald Trump at the UFC. Yeah, and like no one noticed. No one could. Everyone was busy looking at Trump. And she's over here looking like an OF model. Got like the mesh sleeves and all that junky bullshit. She's an old woman, by the way. Like, she's old. She's in her 40s. She's old. Trump looked around, waved, didn't even fucking notice. And she put it down as soon as the camera got to her. Boop, oops. Not even that convicted to it. Because when the cameras got to her, she really meant it. She would have held her fingers up higher in the air. She would have fucking insisted. But no, as soon as the cameras and Kid Rock got to her, she put her hands down and looked down, tucked her head away. She's a fucking coward. She's a fucking pussy. She saw Trump. She thought she could flip him off. Maybe a couple people would see her. Post on the social media. We'd get, like, a couple hundred views. A couple thousand views tops. But then it was seen on the big scantron in front of the whole room full of people cheering on liberals and leftists are cowards unless they're in a crowd that agrees with them burr who has starred as who has starred on breaking bad the mandalorian has released several comedies i remember when people saying i loved you as the cop on breaking bad and he was like i wasn't a cop on breaking bad i was a fucking piece of shit criminal i was an old see I i used to love the bill burr podcast so much it's been neat Guys, it's been about four years since I listened to it. Just about over four years. It was halfway through the pandemic. I was just like, I
2: can't fucking
10: do it anymore. Like, I was done with it. Uh, Burr, who has starred on Breaking Bad, The Mandalorian, has released several comedy specials, including, quote, I'm sorry you feel that way and Walk Your Way Out and, Pepper, or, and Paper Tiger. He and he'll marry in 2013 and have two children. Yeah, let's see. Let's check out the comments. It's going to get bright here in a second. All right, let's check out the first three comments as we do and head on out. Smargato Jones says, After three years of Jiden's illegitimate criminal presidency, the world is on fire with wars raging in Europe and the Middle East. And China plotting to take advantage of the situation with inflation, federal debt rising, crime, and a porous southern border, and a porous border turning the United States into a third world country. Americans voted for calm in 2020, but got disorder and said sadly things are unlikely to improve over the next year under the direction of President Chaos. H. T. I thought people were upset Hillary lost were be- I thought the people who were upset Hillary lost were bad but they gave 6 to 12 months later but they gave in 6 to 12 months later you and others who can't accept a loss or that more than 53% hate Trump we are almost 3 years in and you still are in denial which may very well cost us the next election groan okay look but Your DeSantis slash TDS comment is grueling. Look, People on the left, still to this day, it's not uncommon to find people in the Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN, major, massive, mainstream publications pushing Russia. And what do I mean when I say Russia? I mean, like, Trump's a Russian asset. They push all that shit, despite the Durham probe, the Steele dossier, all of this coming out over and over and over. There are people who still adamantly fight that... Hillary Clinton had the election stolen from her in 2016. There are people to this day who still argue that Al Gore had the election stolen from him in 20 uh, in 2000. I almost said 20-oh. Anyway, in the 2000s election. right? Election denying is a long-held practice on both sides. A little bit stronger on the left than the right. And the right's... For the most part, it's moved on. Trump doesn't even really talk about the 2020 election. He spends more time talking about what he's going to do when he gets back in office. If anything, the only reason why Trump still talks about 2020 is because people keep asking him about it. He seems more content to just move on from it, at least until he gets back in office. And I'm sure he'll be talking about it like, look, they stole it, I'm back, I'm going to run an investigation, you get news. I'll be in an investigation. And there's always election interference. There's a New York Times article called the Shell Campaign that uh, saved the election from Trump in 2020. That saved the 2020 election from Trump. It's a New York Times article. Go to the Uh, archive.oc. They've revamped that article a few times, but the original's still up there. So, no, And, and here's the thing, right? 53 hate Trump, yet in all these polls across the board he's leading now polls historically have always been wrong but polls have never had trump leading let alone leading across the board like this and leading in demographics that have the left pissed the cuban vote came out for him the mexican vote came out for him the black vote came out for him the asian vote came out for him all these voting blocks that the left took for granted came out for him lockham republicans being the gay republican party have seen their membership skyrocketing not to mention during 2020 up to now liberals buying firearms and realizing what hell they voted for when it comes to obtaining firearms has turned them a lot of them into conservative voters and now trump's not even that strong of a advocate for the second amendment when you look at bump stocks and shit so but ht you're goofy as fuck right and usa rule says and this is of course when you provide your proof right But that doesn't count as a third comment, so let's scroll down here to Rusty Trombone. Great fucking name. Her way of saying that she's not a fan of advancing peace in the Middle East, defeating ISIS, and avoiding entry into a new international conflict. Yeah, basically. That being said, I'm going to wrap this article up here. I just thought it was kind of funny, you know? Did you guys ever listen to Bill Burr? Were you ever a fan of the Bill Burr podcast or his stand-up? I was never a huge fan of his. He kind of came to, uh... I grew up in a, in a tattoo shop, so Edgy Radio was on a lot. If it wasn't, like, the Howard Stern broadcast, it was, like, Opie and Anthony, you know. That was a lot of what we had on over, like, the radio or over, like, the intercom, whatever, station. You want to call it, like, music in the background. We have, like, the Howard Stern podcast. Uh, later in the day, we might have, like, Coast to Coast FM if we were open late. Because, you know, sometimes you get appointments. We open up till midnight. But sometimes, you know, if you're doing, like, big tattoos, you're there till like, 1 a.m. you up a sleeve or whatever. So you throw on, like, Coast to Coast AM. Other than that, it was a lot of, like, what we call butt rock and dad rock now. But Bill Burr was one of those people I heard a lot growing up. And he's definitely not the same as he used to be. And I'm not saying that as, in like, oh, you're mature kind of way. Because there's some comedians who just do different styles. And, like, you know, uh, Bo, uh, Bo Burnham, his style is pretty different. Now, it's similar, you know, so does the music thing. But his tone, what he talks about, entirely different. George Carlin, his stand-up in, like, the 60s through the 70s into like, the early 80s, way different than what he did in the late 80s through the mid-90s. Way different. Way, way, way different. And way better. I think, personally. I think he's a little overrated in some regards. But Howard Stern is kind of a similar example to Bill Burr. Someone who used to be really edgy, really out there, saying a lot of really interesting shit, and then taking it back. Now, even on the Go Be Anthony show, Bill Burr was always very, like, can't believe Anthony Cumier would make a joke like that. But that being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, and I will talk to you later you mm-hmm.
0: Are there any Moms for Liberty in the house? Moms for Liberty? No? Good. Then hands will not need to be thrown tonight.
10: Damn. Never thought I'd say this, but... Shut up, Georgie LaForge! Yeah. Uh, low-key, I'm a big Next Generation fan, and this is a shame. I also have a little bit of uh LeVar Burton appreciation because, you know, I'm twenty I'm 26 now. I just turned 26 the, uh, the other day. I grew up on reading Rainbow. LeVar Burton is one of the reasons why I love to read. I might throw a picture up. I I unlike other hipster faggy types that have a bookcase full of books they've never read, the only books in... Now, I may not have completed all of them, but some various... At various stages, they are read through. Uh, I I, I crimple the corner of my pages, but one of the reasons why I love reading and got over being dyslexic, or at least learned how to deal with dyslexia the way that I, I, I do, is because of LeVar Burton. And... As we get through this, I I will talk about that. This is one of the hardest things for people when they get involved in modern day. Because a lot of people, right? Hey, I know a lot of people who were not very culture war active or informed on what was going on until the last couple of years. Maybe they went and saw Sound of Freedom and told their friends, hey, I thought this was good, and then all of a sudden they got attacked, and they're like, what? Or the Bud Light thing. Something happened where this enormy has been reactivated you could say and the one of the things that caught me way off guard early on this is back in like 2014 15 16 right early days of the culture war having your heroes the people you looked up to people you respected people who you hoped one day maybe you could meet telling you they hate your guts They despise you. They wish you were dead. They don't think you deserve to have rights. A job. You should be shut down and shut up. You don't have a right to speak. People who you love. The work of. People who you trusted. At the same time. Perhaps musicians. Actors. Writers. People who you would never have heard of otherwise. Came out and said you have the right to speak. Even if I agree or not. We should have the conversations. These people are insane. The The West cannot fall. Your life has merit and value. The people who are saying this grew. A whole new audience that they never would have had before. I guess what I'm saying is being forced to kill your heroes. Now, for me, most of everybody I, I've looked up to is dead already. Not to be a downer or anything, but like, you know, from people I've looked up from a young age onward, you know, I've talked about this before. I grew up on C-SPAN. I grew up in a very political household. People like Andrew Breitbart, dead. Uh, John McAfee, dead. The list is short, but goes on. You know, Robin Williams is one of my favorite. And my hot take is: Jim Carrey's not funny. Everything you love about Jim Carrey is actually what made Robin Williams great, from the hyperness to the. Improv to the characters, the serious roles, to the philosophical side of them. Yeah, it, it, Robin Williams did it better, but Robin Williams is on that list. MF Doom, you know, pretty much everyone I look up to has already died. So, and... You know, from that list, very clearly I didn't get portrayed by a lot, a lot of the people I looked up to. Now... A very large large number of the ones who are alive still that I did look up to have stabbed me in the back have told me that they like not to my face but I'm talking about like in general have told people who disagree with them that they need to shut up and go lay down be silent you are you don't know what you're talking about are also the same celebrities who came out during a global pandemic and saying imagine there's no heaven No God. No heaven above us. While also telling you that grandma's going to die any minute now because you sneezed and, you know, you sneezed outside of her house 10 miles away. That sneeze killed grandma. You know, that's what they were telling you. Uh, I know a a handful of people who are like, I didn't know this actor... felt that way a lot of people i know a few people right now who are christian who never really thought much about it they just enjoyed content and then now that they're paying attention to politics and they're reading articles and they're looking at things and they're seeing what these people are saying they're like oh my god really this is what they believe i I can't believe they they'd say that oh my god and a lot of it also has to do with israel and hamas you know you got people Whose favorite actors are saying, All the Jews should die from the river to the sea. And they're like, Wait, what? They believe what? I love their movies. I love their songs. I love their plays. I love their X, Y, and Zs. I love their Zimzers, he, she pronouns. How can they say such a thing? Yeah. Yeah. And this is sadly one of those situations where. If somebody, you know, if he came out and said, look, I, I don't understand what this group's all about, or I understand what this group's about, and I disagree with him. I then here's why I agree. No. No, 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 no. Georgie LaForge. Calling and threatening violence on mothers. Single moms, grandmas, working women, all kinds of moms. For their political views and outrage. It is sick and fucking deranged. And this is one of those times where it does hit hard. Because again, this is one of those examples of someone who I looked up to. Who I really liked. And whenever I've seen them, they've always appeared in some way where it's endeared them to me. Like For example, he appeared on the Eric Andre show. In Chains and shit. Uh... And one joke it was... I want to be LeVar Burton. I want to be LeVar Burton. And then LeVar Burton shows up and... Says he wants to be the actor pretending to be... He's saying he wants to be LeVar Burton. If you watch the Eric Andre show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, or he'd pop up in like... Uh, you know, like a, a reading campaign or a, or a scholastic book fair. Hey, we just saw that video a couple months ago of the old black woman who sang the intro to the show Reading Rainbow, who's like 80-something now, singing the song. Like, we all just had that nostalgia hit not too long ago. It's like, uh, it's just, it's a shame. It's a short article. Let's hop into it. I'm not tw- this is in 2018. I don't need my YouTube videos to reach 10 minutes minimum. Star Trek actor LeVar Burton threatens violence against parental rights groups. Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty? No. Good. Then hands will not need to be thrown tonight. This is not the words of a rational human being. This is the words of an out-of-touch George Dakai type. You see what I did there? You got know, you a little, little tie-in. Anyway, these are actors who are insulated. They don't read the news. They don't pay attention to what's going on around them. And if they do, they get their one outlet. They pay attention to their whole life. And that outlet has driven them fucking insane. They go online. They engage with the culture war. They watch their one news outlet. And that's it. That's it. Online, Twitter, news feed, and mm, MSNBC cnn fox news any number of those right and it drives them fucking insane and they think that's what the world is they talk to the other people they know you know birds of a feather flock together so the people that they talk to or live in similar lives are getting information in similar ways have similar worldviews also believe this unhinged delusional bullshit like oh these are extremist groups. When it's like, no, these are parents going on saying, we want to be able to, our tax dollars fund all these schools, we should have the right to choose which school our kids go to in the district. Or, we don't want books that have graphic depictions of sex in our school libraries. How do they cover these kinds of things? It's a book banning! Despite you can buy the book on Amazon, you can get it at your public library, it's just they're no longer in school... Libraries. That's called a book banning. Even though it's just not in a school library. Do you, like... It's... Fucking clownish. How bad things are, are have, have gotten on this front. It's all a terminology war. Same thing. Don't say gay. When you could call it the don't say straight bill too. It bans teachers talking about any sexual topics... Without consulting a parent. Getting expressed parental permission first. But hey. It's all word game. So let's get into it right. By the Post Millennial. From November 17th. While hosting one of the oldest. And most prestigious library awards. In the US. Reading Rainbow Star LeVar Burton. Said he would fight conservative groups. Conservative group. Moms for Liberty. A grown ass. Black man. Say he's gonna throw hands with a bunch of women. Because of their political views. Dog. You sound. Fucking. Bitch made. What is wrong with you? We're talking about old women. We're talking about maga memas and shit dog. We're talking about grandmas and moms. And like. Their kids, their daughters and granddaughters, and you're like, I'm gonna fire, I'm gonna fuck them up. The fuck is wrong with you? It's like me saying, I'm gonna go. Let's hypothetical here, right? Let's go to like fucking crazy extremist James. I want to go to these groups. These fucking this is group called fucking Moms for Biden. I'm gonna fuck those women up. I'm gonna beat the. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck them up, man. If they, get, if they don't get out of line, there won't be any need for violence tonight. Do you hear how insane I sound? And you're threatening women. Dude, what about veterans for Trumps? There's even bodybuilders for Trumps, dog. There is gay conservatives called the Log Cabin Republicans. They follow me on Twitter. Formerly known, or X, formerly known as Twitter, as all the news outlets love to remind you. Try to put someone in for being the only one that doesn't. But you're not calling any of those groups out. No. There's plenty of groups out there. Right? You got all these, like, directly for Trump groups that are calling for these books to be taken out of schools. X, Y, and Z, dog. What the fuck? Right? And here's the thing. We're all concerned about conservative book bans. What about when the left got fucking... What about when all these liberal, liberal activists got fucking Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn removed from public libraries because Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn say nigger? Nigger Jim's a fucking character! And not only that, they're helping Jim escape the South! Seriously! Read the Huck Finn book. It's overlooked, but it's a great book. Huck Finn literally helps nigger Jim escape the South on a raft. And they talk about how if they're caught, they could be killed. There's even, like, a scene in that book. like, Like, a few pages where they talk about a close counter. And they get into detail about seeing, like, the dude's knife and shit. Those books are intense, by the way. If you actually read, like, the Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn books, like, Mark Twain didn't fuck around. is the reason why there's a Mark Twain bumper here on this channel. Uh, but, yeah. And you're at a book award ceremony of all fucking places. Pathetic. On Wednesday, Star Trek The Next Generation actor said during his opening monologue at the 7th National Book Award Ceremony in New York, quote, before we get going, are there any Moms for Liberty in the house? To laughter from the audience. Fucking dumbass. Host LeVar Burton kicks off the year's National Book Award ceremony. I would have loved to see his response if he followed up with the joke. If someone, someone said, yeah. What, what would he have done? Moms for Liberty, he continued. No? Good. Then hands will not need to be thrown tonight. What are you going to throw hands with a bunch of fucking menstrual survivors? The fuck's your problem, dog? You going to throw your hands with the PMS platoon? Oh fuck! The parental right group, the parental right group, formed in response to onerous COVID restrictions in schools, labeled as ext- labeled an extremist group by the far left Southern Poverty. Law Center, SPLC. The SPLC, in their 2022 year in hate and extremist report, called Monster Liberty an extremist coalition of far-right anti-government parents known for intimidating and harassing teachers and school officials. Now, mind you, isn't the terminology very funny how they use the same terminology Bush used to demonize people who ask questions about 9-11? Truthers, as he called them. Interesting, right? It's just... It's, it's a fucking embarrassing display for a grown-ass man. Threatening women? Bitch. Monster Liberty responded to Burton's remarks on X, writing, quote... Oh, that's what's going on. I was curious what the hell that noise was. Alright. Uh... Quote, American moms weep as childhood favorite Reading Rainbow calls for physical attacks against us because we're protecting the innocence of our children at LeVar Burton. Why have you sunk so low, threatening physical violence against women? Yet no shit, bitch-made ass. The 66-year-old actor also discussed the group during, pardon me real quick, (sighs) Sorry, discussed discuss the group during a recent interview with Esquire, rejoicing that "quote hardly any candidates backed moms mom for liberty won their races during the 2023 election cycle." You don't know that. You didn't follow it, and even then, the 2023 election cycle was a it was an off season election cycle. The left always pulls high in that historically speaking. Can- candidates there dog there was a handful of elections across the country you're acting like it was like a, a fucking midterm or a presidential election cycle it was a series of like onset elections chill you retard over your pam stuff on a bat and, and even then like it was If you look at state by state, both sides had their decent victories and their decent losses. It wasn't like an outright leftist victory, an outright conservative victory. Guess I know another video I gotta fucking make, right? Now that I'm back in the swing of shit, right? Jackass. He added, quote, These are people who would rather children not know the truth. Those kids will never know what they're missing, but it's our job to stand up for them. To be their voices and their advocates. That's what being an elder in the society means to me. Okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. I'll throw a couple. We'll watch a couple of these. I'll throw a couple links to these too.
4: Discuss LGBTQ themes are off the
5: shelves at Waukee High Schools. The school says the books are under review after parents claim they contain unsuitable content for students. As KCCI's Lauren Johnson explains, there are strong emotions on both sides of the argument. Does
4: equity and inclusion also include incestuous
5: relationships, child, adult, sex,
4: and books that promote Pedophilia. McClanahan is referring to a book at Walkie's Northwest High School Library titled All Boys Aren't Blue. The text describes an inappropriate sexual relationship between the young main character and his much older male cousin. That book, along with Gender Queer and Lawn Boy, have been called for a review by the Walkie School Board. All three of these titles described LGBTQ themes. Gender Queer depicted a sexually explicit cartoon one parent displayed to the board.
3: This is also in the book.
10: Let me ask you a question. If you're like, well, If it's not appropriate, if it's supposed to be, if it's in a public school library, accessible to minors. And we're talking about, like, K through, like, 9 is the age range we have in mind for these conversations, typically, mind you. If it's so graphic, the news must censor it. Should it be before children's eyes? school board shut down and banned parents from the grounds of these buildings for showing images that are in schools. If it's too graphic for school board meetings and too graphic for the fucking TVs, should it be in front of children, I ask you? Clearly my answer is no. Maybe you have a different one. Explain it. Make it make fucking sense like I got vaccinated. Explain to me like I got all my boosters.
4: Gender queer at Northwest... High school, available for children as young as 14 years old. The district issued a statement to KCCI saying the titles have since been removed from the shelves for review. Once each book has been reviewed by the board, a recommendation will be made to the superintendent regarding whether or not it will return for students to check out. During that school board meeting Monday, one parent said any child can pick up these books that display explicit content, as their covers can be misleading. These books may appear innocent. However, when you dig in, you find much, much more. Gender Queer explains the journey of a non-binary asexual teen navigating their way through their sexuality and Lawn Boy details sexual encounters the main character has with another male character. While the controversy over these two books isn't anything new, one Iowa says they may play a vital role in self-discovery oh, in kids and young adults.
10: look at this fucking person. They look like every millennial, lesbian, carpet-munching, bull dyke, fucking Tracer from Overwatch-looking horror bitch in every fucking HR department across this country. Look at the haircut, look at the glasses, look at the fucking... N- Matt whatever his name is 11th doctor from doctor who looking fucking jacket of course this is the exact type of person who you would expect to defend this book defending this book you know what I mean like if you had to who would defend if you had to like close your eyes and picture who would defend a book depicting pornography and going into graphic detail about gay sex who who would defend this book being given to kids why does it look like this person
4: It's very disheartening because what LGBTQ students and non-LGBTQ students really need in the literature that they consume and the things that they have access to is to be able to see themselves and their peers. Moet shares it was very eye-opening for him to have access to certain material.
10: Their peers shouldn't be occupying these situations or thoughts in their heads. Their peers are their peers, meaning their peers are fucking kids. Well, you know, not fucking kids, but, you know, fucking kids. So... If they shouldn't have it, their peers shouldn't have it either. And even then, it's banned from schools. It's not banned. You can go to public libraries and get these. You can order them at public libraries, usually. I don't know of any public library in this country that has outright banned any of these fucking books. And you can buy them on Amazon. Any book... That you're told is banned, you can get on fucking Amazon. Supreme Courts ruled in this exact situation over and over and over and over and over and over, like for example, oh, you can't go to copy the anarchist hand anarchist cookbook. Yes, you can. Your most the most common version you'll get will be the edited, watered down version of it, but the original copy is going back into print. But. These books are out there. You can obtain them. Gigi Allen's memoirs. Yeah, you can get those. They're not banned. Just like the conservative fundamentalists of the 90s failed to, to get books banned. They're not going to be getting books banned now when they're grounded populist-concerned parents. If the crazy weaponized version of these people couldn't do it, the actual grounded reasonable rational people arguing these stances are, aren't are going to get these books banned, nor are they arguing to get these books banned. They just don't want them in schools. Don't know why it's such a hard concept to fathom. And even then, you're like, what about sex ed? Sex ed should just be about STDs, what happens when you have sex, and pregnancy, and what to expect with pregnancy. If it does not lead to reproduction, it is education in kink. That's it. Being trans isn't a fucking isn't sex-ed worthy. Being gay isn't sex-ed worthy. No, no, no. You talk about STDs and you mention how they can spread, you know, AIDS is a gay disease typically. HIV, you know, you also got monkeypox typically gay sex, you know, through the lesson itself and how it is spread is enough to teach the rest of it. It's not the school's job to entice or to do the D.A.R.E. program for for trannies and kink play. If it doesn't have directly directly to do with reproduction and sexually transmitted diseases, it doesn't fucking belong.
4: When they were growing up, Books that chronicle the experience of LGBTQU can help many feel seen and valid. It's so important then to have things like shows, television, uh, books, uh, magazines that show and reflect not only who you are right now, but who you will be in the future. Um, That's really, really powerful and it can save lives. Lauren Johnson reporting for KCCI 8 News. I was news leader.
10: You know she spent the better part of her formative years wishing that she could be a self-insert in something
0: today the school board held a special meeting and voted to ban a book called this book is gay from all hillsborough county middle schools news channel 8's melissa marino joins us live from the school board headquarters
3: with
5: what's next melissa well hey stacy so
3: More than 60 people signed up to speak at today's meeting. We heard hours and hours of public comment. People very passionate on both sides of this issue. And ultimately, the school board decided to ban this book in all middle schools. More than 60 people signing up to speak at today's special board meeting about the book called This Book is Gay. It explores a number of topics, including stereotypes and coming out. And this book has to go. I'm a grandmother, and I don't want my grandchild reading this book. Advocates say it was written to help young people who are beginning to explore their sexuality. Some fear banning books sets a bad precedent.
4: I may not agree with the content, but others might, and how is it my decision to choose what is to be read and what is not?
3: Others believe the book is...
10: Pretty straightforward. Presuming you're actually an adult with a job, pays taxes. If you're paying taxes into a system, you have a say over how that system functions. That includes what books are and are not in your public schools. Where was this when 1984 got, re- when 1987 got removed? Where was it? No one. Fahrenheit? No one. Catcher in the Rye? No one. No one stood up for that book. No one argued for those books. No one fought against it. But when they went after and tried to get things like the Vampire Armand, and all those fucking faggy vampire novels by Anne Rice Band. Oh, man! Did all the fucking pillow humpers show up in droves to bitch about it. Yeah, no. As a parent and as a taxpayer, you have every say in the world of what happens with these books in these schools. You also vote for the school board. Moms for Liberty... They're an organization. They don't go out and vote. Members go out and vote, but the organization doesn't drive home votes. Individual members go out and vote.
3: It's not age appropriate. And in the end, the board voted four to three, agreeing with parents that the book does not belong in any Hillsborough County middle schools. For us to have a book that is so sexually explicit in the hands of children, of minors, that is what is upsetting to me and concerning to me and that this is not the first time the issue with this book has come up here in hillsborough county schools it's actually a fight that's been going on since last year i'm gonna have a lot more on that coming up this evening at six o'clock reporting live in hillsborough county i'm melissa marino eight on your side
10: and then you got this one right here
0: The books once available to students are banned in Dearborn Public Schools tonight.
3: It follows complaints from parents who believe the content is dangerous. One mom even filed a police report. So the district at least temporarily pulled seven books from
0: circulation. It's also restricting access to an ebook app. Seven Action News reporter Alex Bozarjan tells us why.
5: Leaders are discussing this very issue in schools across the country. Parents came out to this Dearborn school board meeting prepared. They have a printout that has excerpts from a book that talks about different themes, including how other gay people can meet people in their community and how to date. Now, they say those kinds of books have no place in their children's libraries. There's a Edsel Ford sticker on here. Stephanie Butler says her daughter checked this book out today at Edsel Ford High School. It's titled Flamer. It depicts sexually explicit acts between young boys, some with graphic descriptions. You know, when you put something in a kid's mind, it makes them want to do it more or try it. Butler has submitted complaints about six different books, some available in person and others through the school SOAR app. Do you think there should be some literature that, that helps students who are navigating sexual identity or not? Oh, absolutely. But
4: if these were just LGBT um, kid romance novels, that is totally appropriate. Totally
10: appropriate. Big Where disagree. I draw the
4: line is guides on teaching them how to
5: actually do the act. This book is gay is one title in particular that really upset Butler. She even reported it to Dearborn police. Paul Bruce, a former teacher with the district, says the book has educational value. It answers so many questions.
10: This man. For me. This man should not be around kids. And I mean that. I will go out and say that this man, I allege for only my protection here, is a groomer. He wants kids to have access to books that have explicitly pornographic material, explicitly graphic pornographic text, and extremely pornographic illustrations. He's holding the book, he's got his little AIDS awareness bracelet on, It's the pride bracelet, and he presumably wore that around his students too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think gay Morrissey here might be a watchless dweller. The
5: book has educational value.
10: It answers so many questions I wish could have been answered for me as
9: a child. My life would have been so much better. The book covers topics like how to join
5: dating apps and how to talk to people who identify as Christian or Muslim about your sexuality.
9: You have to be able to address those concerns. How do you stay safe?
5: Bruce hopes the district won't cave into pressure from Butler and other upset parents. What we're doing
9: is we're evaluating the books that are in our inventory.
5: The district says they have more than 100,000 titles to go through. At a school board meeting, Dr. Ross Groover, a consultant for the district's curriculum, says seven books were temporarily pulled per the request of parents.
2: We've also temporarily removed student access to all e-books that are available through the SOAR app in the Wayne Consortium and the Dearborn Public Library
4: Overdrive Collections.
5: Community members took turns speaking on the issue, some for the ban and others against. No one has a right to censor for someone else except a parent for their child. As public officials, it's your duty to try to maintain as wide a access to information as possible the next step for the district is to finalize a form where parents can submit concerns about certain books now those books would then be reviewed by a committee that's made up of both parents teachers and media specialists in Dearborn I'm Alex Bozargian for 7 Action News
10: you're kind of getting the idea now right like this is a loud ongoing thing this will be the last one we watch on this topic. A lot
1: of security guards, but no major or significant issues at this meeting, meaning rather, even though tempers and emotions certainly flared.
10: This book is gay. Teaches porn is fine. Rimming, licking the bottom, scat eating poop. Golden shower, peeing on people is sexy boy on boy sex, girl on girl sex, it makes no difference how many sexual partners you have. It also teaches you how to use grinder. That's a true story.
1: Intense moments and in heated exchanges at Dearborn school board meeting Thursday night as parents, residents and community stakeholders sounded off on LGBTQ books in the district uh, library.
10: I'm saying I'm going to really assume that Habib Omar over here is part of Moms for Liberty, right? I bet mean, his wife's really in a Moms for Liberty, right? L- hey, hey, Burton, you gonna come out and, uh, mis- Mr. LaForge, you gonna come out and tell, uh, Brother Habibi here what you said to those women? He'll beat your ass and blow you the fuck up while he's at it. And then fuck send me two
2: virgins in hell for it. System. To the LGBT community, the majority of parents are not here to attack the right to exist in a free society. <laughs> Criticism I of
4: the am. Asian content is not criticism of the LGBT community.
1: This was actually round two for the board, which suspended Monday's meeting over safety concerns. The massive turnout in the smaller space broke the fire code. Capacity was limited to about 600 people inside the stout middle school auditorium. Those who could not get in filled overflow spaces. Almost everyone wanted to weigh in on the issue at hand.
0: Banning LGBT books isn't going to stop
1: anyone from being gay. It will just make them miserable and alienate them, and the consequences might be fatal. Dearborn Schools is reviewing six library books.
10: Wrong answer. Because exposing kids to this has increased the amount of suicides in this community. And it has nothing to do with, oh, well, you know, no one's accepting them. No, it's the fact that you encourage them not to accept themselves. That's ultimately the problem with all this. And exposing kids to all this nonsense at a young age is not the school's job. If the kids want to learn and access this, they have the internet. They have... Websites, forums, all that stupid shit. They don't need a school to help them feel seen. They need a school to educate them, not indoctrinate them. And unfortunately, we have a Rockefellerian school system, which is an education system that creates workers, not thinkers. And whatever gets pumped into the thinker's head, they'll do. Why should these books be around kids? Why should kids be able to... Why should kids learn about rim jobs? Why should kids have to see depictions of intercourse in a book that claims to be targeting children K through high school? And if it's too graphic to be shown on TV, isn't it too graphic to be shown to them? I mean, hell, we use these almost not even realistic-looking dummies when I was in school to display sex. Teach about condoms and stuff. Hmm. It's weird. I remember when the argument back in the day... I don't remember the story now. It's many years ago, it feels. At least 10, 15. Way longer now that I'm thinking about it. A teacher got in trouble because she was teaching kids how to put on a condom on a zucchini. And here we are today. It's kind of, beside have myself an amusement moment.
1: Including, this book is gay and all boys are not blue, after a parent complained about them, saying they were sexually explicit and inappropriate for kids. A normal, psychologically sound and stable mind would come to a conclusion that that specific material is nothing but sexually explicit. Those who disagree say this uproar is not about books
4: at all. So let's stop pretending this is about protecting children from books. We all know this is about erasing our LGBTQ students and staff.
1: 100. The pushback Why against LGBTQ books has made unlikely bedfellows out of Muslims and some political conservatives. GOP candidates Christina Caramo and Matt DiPerno and Republican mom Ma- people who
10: I proudly voted for.
1: And Republican lawmaker Jim Runstad and Matt Madock were front and center at Thursday's meeting.
4: Our community of like millions across the country is being inter intimate. Intentionally, sorry, divided by political players whose agenda revolves around anti-public school, anti-public school teachers, not for the best for
9: students. This issue comes up in Dearborn, but it's the same issue we're seeing in Grand Rapids. We're seeing it in Kalamazoo. We're seeing it in Northern Michigan. We're seeing it everywhere where school boards think that they can ignore the rights of the parents uh, in terms of how their children are educated.
1: guys the books in question are off the shelves as the district reviews them it is also revamping its library book review process and is removing volumes that quote students are no longer using that are out of date or that are not age appropriate for that school level now Dearborn schools has also uh, made it a lot easier is making it easier for parents to limit what books and materials their kids can have access to reporting live in dearborn i'm randy wimbley and this is the edge
10: yeah you suck i like the i like the guy lee this dude works for Fox Foxy Detroit. His name's Lee. I can't think of his uh, last name. He's got the Michael Jackson disease. <laughs> you know, the one. Anyway. Uh, here we go. Back to this article at hand. Right? Remember this article? Let's see. He added, These people who would rather children not know the truth. Being trans is a lie because there's no such thing. So... We're to call that a truth. I uh, don't know what they're missing, but it's our job to stand up for them. No, it's the parents' jobs, not yours. To be their voices and their advocates. That's what being an elder in the society means to me. K. Petto. In 2022, the former PBS star went on The View, oh boy, to demonize groups that have objected to books in school libraries. That certain hypersexualized content and critical race theory. Burton says, quote, We have this aversion in this country to knowing about our past and anything that is unpleasant we don't want to deal with. No, not at all. We just know what is appropriate and not appropriate for kids. We have a good understanding of what is healthy for them to be exposed to and not healthy for them to be exposed to. And at a certain point, your brain can't handle certain concepts. And when you get older, your brain reaches a point where it can handle those concepts as best as an adult can. As a child, you do not have that ability. He continued, this is not going away. Nothing goes away, especially if you ignore it. So, read the books they're banning. How? If they're banned, you can't read them. It's interesting that you can read them, right? That's where the good stuff is. He has never read any of these books, I guarantee you. And if he has, all my jokes about him being a pedal are no longer jokes. If they, because if he read that and he's still advocating them, Jesus Christ. If they don't want you to read it. There's a reason why. Yeah, all the child porn. It's not very good. Zero out of five stars. I would love to have a Norm MacDonald review of this. There were more fireworks at awards on Wednesday night as at least one sponsor pulled out from the awards after discovering that some of the authors nominated for awards planned to call for a ceasefire in Israel's war against Hamas terrorists. Oh boy. Zibby Owens of Zibi Books announced in a Substack post that a source had tipped her off that all nominees of the award had gotten together as a block and decided to use their platform and when winning speeches to promote a pro Palestine, anti Israel agenda. What does that do? The article at hand. She stated, I don't believe in censorship. I want the NBF to prevent a bullying atmosphere. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, where speeches could be used to intimidate based on religious views. Owens told JTA, I asked for an assurance that should any anti-Semitic rhetoric surface on a surface that the NBF would have an action plan about that, none was forthcoming. Yeah, no shit. But isn't it sad? This is where we're at. Of all the people, right? Jordi LaForge... Demanding kids get porn. Shame. Well, that being said, this is Inside Four Walls, and until next time, fuck hard and prosper.